Welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Football Roadmap. Uh, I am Case Keenum, filling in here, hopefully admirably this year, uh, with my buddy over here, Steve Morrison. Ben Nicholas is out today. He's gearing up for another move. He's hopefully not going to be like those Baltimore Colts and leave at midnight, but you know how it goes. Steve, how's it going? Not too bad. Ready to talk some football. Yeah, I guess I feel you there. So... Um, just a quick update to the folks that do listen to us all the time. Uh, well, updates to last week. I had another winning week, followed by Ben Nicholas with our picks. And then uh, Steve is falling behind a little bit. So give you an update on the season totals. I am 15, 12, and 2 the last two weeks. Steve, 9, 18, and 2. And Ben is sitting at 12, 15, and 2, um, as well as our fan duel finish. Ben Nicholas won out the week with over 100 points. I came in second with just about 100, and Steve rang up third at 90 points. So uh, right now, each Steve and Ben have a win, and I have two silver medals to my name. So game first, you're last. And if you're not first, you're last. Exactly. At least I'm getting the picks right, though, right? I mean, that's that's what the people want. They don't care how we finish in these daily finishes. Remember the first episode of the year when we said, "If I'm betting for somebody, you probably should bet against me." Yes, that's probably true. <laughs> but uh, hey, you know what? You're you had a good week that first week, but you'll get it back on track. Yeah, everybody gets uh, lucky sometimes. Yeah, every now and then. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's get started here right now. We're going to start off with the Thursday night game, the snooze fest that is the Miami Dolphins visiting the Houston Texans. The uh, Houston Texans right now coming into this game seven and a half point favorites. Uh, Steve, who you got? I'm going Houston here. They're riding a little uh, win streak, just coming off a good game against the Jags. Um, Miami kind of get hard to figure out. The receiver core is pretty thin right now. I think it'll be an interesting game. I'm interested to see if Osweiler can keep up his work. Uh, I I got Houston though. I think they're just they're going to be able to put up too many points. Houston's going to put up three points. Yeah, I feel you in that one. Um, doing a little research, you know, you look at the statistics and they say the Broncos do give up a lot of yardage. Um, the only thing I, I'm taking Miami in this one, and here's why. Uh, Miami, through the passing game, has given up 11 touchdowns on the year. Do you want to guess how many interceptions they have from the year? I knew they had it seven at least a week ago. Yeah. but if So they're coming into this game 11 touchdowns, 11 picks. Okay. So... Um, they're giving up the yardage for sure, but I think that defense is going to keep them in this ball game. It is a Thursday night game, so I look for it to be kind of vanilla, like you would normally see on a Thursday night game. So these short weeks, I don't think teams play up to their potential. I still think Houston wins, but that seven and a half point line seems awfully high for a turnover-prone Miami defense. So give me the Dolphins in this one. Uh, I think Nicholas is kind of filming on this one. He is also going to roll with those Miami football Dolphins tomorrow mm-hmm. evening. Uh, any players you were watching out for this for watching out for in this game? I was kind of talking about him earlier today and bringing him up. I took a chance and picked up Devonte Parker. I I know we've all had the love and hate with him, and he's been around, and it's hard to want to root for him more because he's burned people so many times. But he's got the physical abilities to do things, and a and a wide receiver core right now that's really thin and losing guys. It seems like every week. I think it's a name that could resurface, and maybe Osweiler is the guy to get him going. Yeah. Uh, guy I'm looking for in this game, Steve, is uh, 
Will Fuller. I look for him to get back on track. I know we had talked earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kiki Kuti is out this game. So mm-hmm. Will Fuller seems to do well when he's not in the lineup. But uh, going back to your point about Miami suffers, uh, and their struggles at wide receiver right now, mm-hmm. who do you think has it worse? Uh, the Dolphins currently or the Indianapolis Colts two weeks ago? Which receiving court would you rather have? You know, I'd probably rather have Miami's because I at least know the guys. I mean, you've got Amendola, that Shoney can do it. You've got Parker, that's been the guy before. And, I mean, yeah. Indy a couple weeks ago, I mean, I don't know if I could have named any of them. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, I think I'm with you on there. I think you would lean Dolphins just because they at least have the names. Hmm. Um, are you starting anyone this week? I mean, I don't I don't think I'm starting any Dolphin player this week. I'm obviously going to roll out my Will Fuller and DeAndre Hopkins based mm-hmm. on the last two weeks. Um, Deshaun Watson, yes, but I don't know. Are you starting any Dolphins players? I was really close on Drake because my running back situation is just so bad with who I lost last week. Um, but I, I still find it hard to trust Drake only getting 10, maybe 11 touches a game last couple of weeks. I mean, the volume's just not there. If he doesn't break off that one big play, I mean, he's not going to get you very much. Uh, yeah, I think it's, sure. it's hard to rely on that. And mm-hmm. he had it last week and we were joking earlier. He's the RB 16 in our league right now. <laughs> and it's, it's, you're sitting there like, man, I can never play this guy. And it's just you're sitting there and you're thinking, if he just had like 10 more carries a game, he'd be an RB1. I don't even know if it's 10. I think it's five. If he could get 15 a game, I would be really happy with that. Yeah, just anything more than the current. I mean, I, was, I know we had talked about it earlier in the week, and I was, I was kind of telling you my hesitation is there's, there's multiple games where he's got six or fewer touches, and you're just mm-hmm. like, I feel like I'm watching the Kansas City Chiefs back in the day when Romeo Cornell's just they ask him why he's not playing Jamal Charles or giving him the ball. And he goes, I don't know. I, I just, I, I forgot. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just, I don't know that that right. would be so infuriating as an owner. Right. I mean, Gore's kind of come on the last couple of weeks too. So it's not like he's going away. I mean, it's really going to take an injury for one of those two guys. To be able to trust him. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. So moving on to the next game, um, this is a game that I'm pretty interested in for a couple of reasons. I got the Philadelphia Eagles visiting the Jacksonville Jaguars. Eagles are coming into this game as three-point favorites. You want to tell me who you got and why? I'm going with the Eagles here. And Jacksonville, we don't know who their quarterback is. Their starting running back is hurt. They're down on their third-string left tackle. I mean, the the offense is just a mess right now. I think the Eagles defense is still good enough to make them make them make mistakes. I mean, but the Eagles have to score at the same time. And I mean, who's running their backfield? We don't really know, but I think, I think the Eagles find a way to edge this one out somehow. Yeah. I, I thought about taking the Eagles here, but Mm -hmm. um, looking into it a little bit more, I think this game favors the Jaguars. Mm -hmm. I mean, they benched Blake Bortles last week. Do you remember last time they benched Blake Bortles? Uh, he came back out week one last year. Had a pretty good game. Um, I think this is a get right, this is a get right game for the guy. I mean, mm-hmm. you couldn't ask for a better matchup shy of playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eagles defense isn't that great. They got a three point ball. You got a three point spread here. I'm going to roll with the Jags. Uh, they're both stopping the run fairly well, and I don't know if Hyde's going to play, but I, I suspect there'll be a lot of passing in this game and. I think the Eagles win, but I think it's closer than people think. 
Mm-hmm. And, and usually your favorite pick is that home dog. Yeah, I love taking the home dog. And mm-hmm. you know how it gets in Jacksonville? It gets a little hot there. It's getting a little cold right now up there up north in Philadelphia, right? So mm-hmm. uh, it could be, a little, could be a little warmer than usual for them. Yeah, West um, Philadelphia, born and raised, is a hard place, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, next week, let, let's play a little game here. Uh, next week, who is the Philadelphia Eagles? Who have the Philadelphia Eagles traded for running back? You know, we Prediction. talked about Shady. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I feel this this might go kind of crazy, but Philadelphia, or, uh, Seattle has a few. It seems like they have one too many guy in that backfield. I don't think they're ready to give up on Penny yet. I think they like Carson. I wonder if Mike Davis could be a guy that they could go after. You see, um, I... I'm with you, but I think I think they're on the right path. I I could see Chris Carson going there. Okay, um, Chris Carson is on his second year of his, de- his rookie deal, uh, so it's an advantageous contract for them to get out of. He's a downhill runner, kind of like a JHI mm-hmm. or Legarrette Blunt. Um, I think he's a powerful runner they can definitely use there. And, mm-hmm. uh, Philadelphia gets back anything they get if it's as far as draft capital goes is a win mm-hmm. because uh, Chris Carson was a seventh round draft pick, so. Even if you get a fourth rounder, you've just mm-hmm. you've dumped you've the contract. You've dumped the contract. You still have your first round pick, and you got a mm-hmm. fourth round pick back. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think yeah. I think that, that I think makes the most sense. Do you think um, Green Bay could get could move one of their guys by chance? I mean, I I, I feel like they like doing what they're doing, but it I don't know. I just, Aaron Aaron Jones has got to be the guy at some point, right? You would think so, but I I just don't know. As an NFL G, I mean, even mm-hmm. as a fantasy owner, do you ever watch those games and you think, I mean, I watch Chris Carson run and the guy runs with power and mm-hmm. he can take over a game. I watch these Green Bay backs and I don't, I don't think I see them do anything exceptionally well. Mm-hmm. Maybe Ty Montgomery excels at pass catching, but mm-hmm. I, I mean, that might be the only guy I could see having any value being traded to Philadelphia and fitting that scheme. Yeah. Um, moving on. Uh, another good key matchup here. I got the New York Jets taking on the Chicago Bears. Uh, this game's at home. Bears six-point favorites. Um, yeah, this game is a little interesting to me because you got the Bears are six-point favorites. Mm-hmm. They're both identical in the pass defense. Jets are giving up four and a half yards per carry. Um, six points just feels like a lot for me. We got... Uh, Two really stagnant offenses. Jets, as we might have mentioned, as you might not, as you might know, um, injuries today hit the Jets at the running back position. But Walt mm-hmm. Powell out for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's just going to put up more carries for Isaiah Crowell. And um, I'm still going to go with the Bears just due to injury. Jets giving up four and a half yards of carry. I think you're going to see Tariq Cohen get two touchdowns this game. It's my breakout player of the week, Tariq Cohen. Mm-hmm. He's going to have a good week this week on the ground, not through, not through the air. Who hmm. you got? You know, I'm taking the Bears. I think last week they played Miami, right? I'm not I'm not getting ahead of myself. Uh, that, that, that was ooh, the that, big disappointing game that the Bears well, lost. Last week was two weeks the, ago. Yeah, two weeks ago. Last week they okay. played the Patriots. Okay. I mean, they were right there. Um that that Bears defense, I just I don't know that the Jets offensive line is that good. They got a rookie quarterback. He's going to be under duress. 
I think Mac's going to eat this game. I think the Bears have a good chance of getting a defensive touchdown. I mean, that offense has been good. The Jets' secondary is banged up. I just don't see a whole lot going the Jets' way right now, unfortunately. I'd like to root for them, but it's just Bears are going to be too much this game. I think the defensive score is going to be the difference. Yeah, for sure. So in two weeks, who who's going to lead this backfield for the Jets? Is it going to be Isaiah Crowell or is it going to be Elijah McGuire? Yeah, I think it's still going to be Crowell, and I think he could earn a couple more touches a week. Um, I mean, McGuire was good last year, but like we've seen running backs coming off injuries. Sometimes they just don't come back the same. Um, I think the other guy that got the shot last week was Cannon, and he's another late-round rookie that you haven't really heard of before. But, I mean, I th- I think he's got a chance. Yeah. I mean, he had the six or eight catches or something last week in the passing game, so I think I think they liked the usage they got out of him. Yeah, I just I, – I've read a lot of reports that say the Jets really liked Elijah McGuire, mm-hmm. and um, I, think, I think they're going to try and go to him. He was doing pretty well last year when they had Matt Forte in the fold, and mm-hmm. even he he was even demanding carries then. I mean, I think that at the end of the day, Matt Forte is more talented last year than Isaiah Crowell is today. So mm-hmm. I think he's I think he's going to stay up in there, and I think if he's available, some people should go at him. I did it today, and I think mm-hmm. as the season goes on, he could be a very viable uh, running back too for most players. Yeah, you know, there were rumors in the offseason or preseason where they thought that McGuire was actually going to be able to take Bilal Powell's spot and he was going to get cut. But then the injury happened and there was you couldn't do that anymore. Yeah. So I like your call on McGuire, though. I think that's a good that's a good stash. Yeah, for sure. We'll see where that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, on to the on to my on to the game of the week as far as passing touchdowns go. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel to the Cincinnati Bengals, who are looking to get back on track after just getting obliterated by Pat Mahomes. Um, I mean, could you think of a, a more shining example of why the Bengals are the Bengals? I mean, you watch that game, and the Bengals couldn't do anything right, even mm-hmm. though they're supposed to have a really good defense. You got AJ Green. Um, I mean, who are you taking in this game? I'm going to kind of go, I, I got some picks I need to make up here. So I'm going to kind of kick the bucket and go different here. And I'm going the bucks. I, I think that offense is good. The defense, it's just not there, but I mean, we saw what the Bengals gave up last week. Their defense wasn't really a strength. Their offense couldn't do anything against the chief secondary that I don't know if I could name any person if, if it's not Barry, um, I, it's hard to trust Andy Dalton. I think there's going to be a ton of offense in this game. I would take the over on whatever points they're going to give you, but I, I just have that feeling that maybe the bucks can come in here and pull this one up. Yeah. And I don't think you're wrong on that. Six points is also a lot of points. My player to watch on this one's going to actually be Jameis Winston. He mm-hmm. has looked like he was pretty ticked that they took the job away from him. Um, but he was, it was even a question. He's played pretty well the last couple of weeks. I think he's going to continue that as far as a fantasy perspective goes against the Bengals. At the end of the day, he's still going to be Jameis Winston. There's going to be those interceptions. So I do think there might be, I do think the Bengals will get a pick six in this game, mm-hmm. but I still do expect a lot of points to be given up. I am going to take the Bengals, but the pick six being the factor that gets them over the hump in this game. Mm-hmm. Are you at this point, do you see the Buccaneer? I mean, Obviously, you're not going to start Peyton Barber anymore. You're mm-hmm. not going to start 
Ronald Jones. I read an article that they might be interested in trading for LaShawn McCoy. Do you think they do that having spent a second round pick on Ronald Jones? I don't know that the Buccaneers are in quite the same position the Eagles are in. The Bucs division is really tough. I mean, you're looking at the Saints that have one loss, which came to the Bucs, surprisingly. Uh, You're looking at Falcons, which they're just hurt, but they're still tough. And you're looking at the Panthers that, I mean, they, that's a tough division to be in. I don't know that Bucks turn into buyers, at least for a running back. And it's just, it's weird. I don't, I don't see it for McCoy. I don't see quite a high price on it. I see more of a, you know, they, they end up bringing Jaquiz Rogers more into the fold or they find a low price free agent somewhere that they say, Hey, you know what? We can't do anything. Let's grab somebody else and see if we can get something going. Yeah, I think it all comes down to price for me. I mean, you look mm-hmm. at the you look at the standings, right? So you got the Saints who are in first at five and one. Well, the Bucks beat them week one, so they're really only two games out. And if you could just find any semblance of a run game, that is like that is the best friend you can find for such a mm-hmm. bad defense that they have, right? You wear right. that clock down with the run game. You pass the ball when you're behind. I could see him being in the market, but I think it all comes down to price for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um. Speaking of running games, I can tell you that this next game features the absolute worst team as far as yards per carry go in the NFL. Uh, Detroit Lions trying to defend the home turf against the Seattle Seahawks. Mm -hmm. They're giving up six yards of carry coming into this game. Um, So with that being said, I'm going to take the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I think they're just going to run the ball all game long. The question I have for you is who do you have winning and – who do you trust in that Seattle backfield to run the ball? I mean, do you, can you trust anyone in your daily league? Um, you know, Detroit did just trade for Damon Harrison from the Giants. I would assume as a defensive tackle, you could probably jump in fairly quick and at least have a role to play in that. I think Detroit knew they had a weakness there and they really wanted to get a guy. And surprisingly, I didn't know the Giants were going to have a fire sale already, but um they got him and I think that helps them a lot. I think he's a guy that can definitely stuff the run. I mean, Seattle offensive line isn't anything to write home about. Um, I, I don't know that I would trust a whole lot of them to start because I feel like it's a rotation of whoever practices better in the week gets the touches and their roles are just so similar and not defined. I don't think it helps anybody. It's, it's a dart throw for sure. Yeah, I think that's the problem I had is just statistically I wanted to play one of them coming into today, but you look I looked at it and even even like I said earlier, Chris Carson, who is supposed to be the guy that but he coming into the year he's he was supposed to be the guy outside of Penny. He looked like he had a strong camp. Mm-hmm. They talked him up. But even when I when you when you go through the stats, um two weeks ago two three weeks okay, so I'm gonna go back Starting week four, he had 32 carries for okay. 102 yards and a touchdown. Sounds like they wanted to give him the ball. Then he got hurt that game because they gave him too many carries. <laughs> so then he comes back October 5th and gets 19 carries for 116. And then before this bye week, he has an amazing 14 carries for 59 yards. Mm-hmm. It almost feels like it's going the way of Mike Davis or even Rashad Penny, who had 11 carries that same game where he had 14. So I think Penny's on the rise. And um, I think right now, if if he's available in your league, I'd reach out to the penny owner. 
because he might not even notice this, but I think towards the end of the year, you're going to see a movement towards Rashad Penny. Um, I just don't know how much Chris, like we said, Chris Carson could easily get moved by next week. I think they want to go towards Rashad Penny as the year continues to go down the road. Yeah, I think he's available in our league, and I, I think I'm watching it, but it, it's just a backfield over since they got rid of Marshawn that it seems like there is value, but it's a dart throw of whoever you think it's going to be. I thought it was going to be Carson last year. When he went down, I went up real heavy on McKissick, and he had that one week, and I think that was about it for him. So oh, it's, yeah. I mean, even ProSize, I think ProSize is hurt or not really doing a whole lot this year anyways, but there's just so many guys. It's like if you got clarity, I think somebody would have value. I just don't like- know. That's the thing. We can see 250 rushing yards in this game alone, and we mm-hmm. and you can see it amongst four or five backs. I mean, Detroit's mm-hmm. not even a stranger either. Um, Carryon is the best player on their def- on their offense mm-hmm. as far as running backs go, and he he has to like beg for the ball. Yeah, that's it, it's hard, be- but I think um, you're they're they're two. Oh yeah, uh, Theo So yeah, Theo's out. So they were talking maybe Abdullah steps into a couple. Maybe Carryon turns into the receiving back as well. I mean, you just traded for him, and I felt like it was a good time to get him. Yeah, um, definitely. I, I mean, that was why I did the trade as well, and mm-hmm. um, it just seemed like the timing was right. Thankfully, mm-hmm. so. Um, so yeah, who, who did you have in this game? I'm sorry, I think I missed that point. I went with Detroit. Oh, I think Detroit, they're okay. they're at home. I think that their offense is enough to. To, to put enough pressure on Seattle. Seattle is a much better second half team. Uh, I mean, if somebody's dropped Russell Wilson for some reason, he should be owned. I think oh, you're yeah. gonna it's gonna pay dividends here later on in the year. Completely agree with you. We're gonna we're gonna move on to the game. Of the, we're gonna move on to the game that features your favorite player, mm-hmm. uh, Kansas City defending the dirt against the Denver Broncos. Um, are you gonna ride with a Mahomes bandwagon here, or are you gonna think the Denver defense is back? Oh, I'm. I'm going with Mahomes. I'm not going to sit him until he really shows a poor, poor showing, which probably won't be anytime soon. Gotcha. Who do you have that, that, I'm going Kansas City, even with the nine points. I don't think Denver's offense can keep up with them. Gotcha. I, I'm going to go the opposite way on this one. I think you're really trying to get some picks back from me. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the I think the best game I've seen this year is the Mahomes left-handed throw that he made uh, mm-hmm. last time these two teams played. Uh, Denver's given up the six fewest points to quarterbacks this season, and they did pretty well. I think they held them to one touchdown or two touchdowns. Uh, I was think it, it was one passing and one rushing. One passing, one rushing. Uh, mm-hmm. That first time they played, they've given up ten touchdowns against seven interceptions. So the pass defense is good. I think the play here mm-hmm. this week is going to be Kareem Hunt. Mm-hmm. The only problem I struggle with is his price that he's commanding as opposed to uh, Philip Lindsay's my play of the week. Royce Freeman is out this game, I believe. He hasn't practiced much this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, who are you going with in this game at running back, Kareem Hunt or Philip Lindsay? I think it's hard to go against Hunt right now. He's been so consistent. I was saying a couple days ago, it's like, man, I almost regret giving him up after that first week. I was so scared. I'm like, oh, this is a passing offense. His usage isn't going to be there. And he is a touchdown scoring machine. Yeah. Um, I can see that. I, I think Kareem Hunt's good. I think it. I think the thing that concerns me the most about him is he's very game script dependent. There are some weeks he's going to be very 
he's going to be a focal point of the offense. Other weeks mm-hmm. it's going to be Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins. Mm-hmm. Um, and that could present problems, issues down the road when the playoffs start. But you could argue the same thing with Philip Lindsay. The reason why I think I like him better this week is strictly because that injury to Royce Freeman gives him more carries. I know he's going to beat out Devontae Booker, but I just think Phil Lindsay is the guy to play this week. I think it's going to be a lot closer than you think as well. Yeah, I think I don't think it's a blowout by any means, but I, from what I understand, Denver doesn't want to put everything on one running back shoulders. So I think you will see Devontae Booker be elevated as well. I don't think it's necessarily a smart football move, but I think that's what they want to do for whatever reason that is. He seems to be getting run and I, it's hard for me to explain it. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, like I said, I'm going to go with Denver in this game, um, mm-hmm. strictly because of the 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 early matchup, the Denver defense. So, I'm going to roll with Denver. You're going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Ben's also got the Chiefs here too. Ben's got the Chiefs as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've noticed, but I seem to pick against the Chiefs every week, and it seems to just not go well for me. So, <laughs> I got to make the, that one up somewhere. <laughs> I don't. I think we have picked one. Nope, we haven't picked any games like it. So. Oh no. This is gonna be a fun week. It's either gonna be an ups. It's either gonna be a one eighty, or you're just gonna dig yourself in a deeper hole. That's all right. I'm hoping it's the latter, but we'll see. Um, are you gonna watch this next game? I, I do. We even have to talk about it. You know, it's it's my division. I gotta watch it. I mean, the Giants are at least competitive. That Washington game shouldn't have gone the way it did last week, but. Oh. They they won fair and square. I think Dallas was so embarrassed they lost that they felt like they had to trade for Amari Cooper. So we're talking yeah. about we're talking about the giant the Giants at home against the Washington Redskins. I I don't even understand this. I don't know how Washington's a one point favorite. I feel like it should be six. <laughs> um, who are you taking in this one? I'm going to go with the Giants. They were close last week. I think I picked them the last couple weeks to win and. I think they're a better team than they're showing. I haven't been able to figure out if they're just some guys are not buying into the new coach. If Eli is just, I mean, he almost had, we were joking. He had almost 400 passing yards and barely had a passing touchdown. Like I don't quite understand how that one works, but I mean, I, I, it's hard to tell what Washington is. I, they're good. Some weeks are not good. Others. It seems like they just, they do enough to win, but it's not pretty. It's, it's almost, annoying i i don't know i here's my thing so washington has the better team i think i mean yes they don't have odell beckham they don't have saquon but that's all the giants really have like you said they're going Mm -hmm. into a fire sale i I think the team already knows they're giving up i don't think they're going to come out in this game and just think we're going to do this we got a chance Mm -hmm. i think washington shut down ezekiel elliott last week i think they're going to shut down saquon this week um and I just think it's going to be a low-scoring affair. I mean, you have to play Saquon. When I mean, when I say shut down, I'm talking hold him to 120 yards and a touchdown. <laughs> Sadly, that's the point it's gotten because the guy's so good. Um, mm-hmm. As an owner, I'm happy, but I think Washington's going to win. I think it's going to be a 17-14 ball game. Maybe Odell Beckham gets a touchdown, and I think mm-hmm. Saquon gets a touchdown. But I think it's going to be. Adrian Peterson and Chris Thompson getting touchdowns on the Washington Redskins side. So. Yeah, I, I it, it'll be interesting to watch. I mean, Washington's defense isn't a slouch. They did do good on Zeke. I don't know how much of that is. They just 
They were able to shut down the outside on the passing game, except for one crazy Michael Gallup double move. Um, Dallas is kind of weird. They, they're not near as good without Frederick in the middle. I think we've seen that. And it, it just, Washington did, does enough to win. Uh, so I a, just, mm-hmm. as a fantasy, as a fantasy player and a Cowboys fan, what do you think the realistic impact of Amari Cooper going to the Cowboys is both in fantasy and real football? So real football, what I have read is the biggest thing that they're doing to trade for Amari Cooper is they're going to evaluate Dak. They're going to say, Hey, you have a bona fide weapon. You have a few options in this offense. I want to see if you're good enough to make it run. You, they said he's averaging 202 yards of passing a game. So Cooper goes from an offense that goes 300 yards a game passing to one that's 200 yards a game. And another thing I was listening to today is they said Dak doesn't make those anticipatory throws. He's, he's almost afraid for that turnover. And it, it's interesting because in the NFL, I feel like that you're at that level. You need to make those throws. And to be elite, you have to do that. And I, I'm the biggest Dak defender. I mean, we've argued about it over and over about whether he's good or not. And that argument today really kind of changed my mind on him. And maybe he's, I think he's a nice player, but maybe he's just a lot like Tyrod where he's, he's a guy that won't lose you the game, but he's not that guy to put him on the back and have him win you the game either. So let's, let's throw this thing here. Let's, let's throw this scenario right here and say Dak doesn't, Maybe they go from 202 pass yards a game to we'll say 225, and he stays there. Let's say just let's say he stays the same, right? Mm-hmm. They don't have a first round pick, which they, you said they traded. Yeah. They traded for Amari Cooper to see mm-hmm. if Dak Prescott's the real deal, right? I think that that's not a good thing in my opinion, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you why. So let's say this. Let's say it doesn't go the way you think it's going to. I believe Dak has two years left after this year. They have no first-round pick next year. So you still need offensive linemen. If, I don't know how long Frederick's going to be out, but you assume I, he's going to assume. He's I think Dak back. only has one more year left. I think this is his third year. Okay, so it's his third year. And he doesn't have a fifth-year option because he's a fourth-round pick. Yeah, I mean, I just don't know that I would have traded away a first-round pick knowing that I want mm-hmm. to evaluate a quarterback and, and if I don't like my answer, I don't really have any mm-hmm. options. So the other the other thing I heard is that the scouts first didn't didn't feel like there was enough availability of wide receivers at the top end in this draft that they were gonna be able to get anything better and it was their biggest need they have right now. And they said, you know what, let's go out and get the best receiver we can get and we'll roll with that. And Cooper's only twenty four. I mean, it, it gets lost. It's very, very strange. Calvin Ridley got drafted this year. They're the same age. Yeah. Like people so, might not know that because Cooper's been in the league for three years, but they're the same age. So it's not like they're getting a 27 year old receiver. They're getting a 24 year old, but it's yeah. a 13 million cost next year on his rookie deal. And you're giving up a first round pick for a guy that possibly doesn't sign resign with you in a year or two. Would you rather give up a second round pick for Emmanuel Sanders who has a little, a shorter shelf life or a first round pick for Amari with that longer shelf life. You know, I think what this offense needs is more of an Amari Cooper type. I love Emmanuel Sanders. I love what he's doing. He's a great receiver. I know height doesn't make, make up for everything. I just, I think Cooper's got the physical abilities. Somebody had looked up the, 
um, the stats is yards per separation is not the problem. It's just Derek Carr not finding him, not maybe not quite getting the offense. Maybe Cooper's got some drop problems, which we've seen in the past. I I, I think Cooper can be that guy. So I'm okay. I'm hopeful. I like I don't hate the trade. I don't really care for the first round draft pick to give up. But they said the Eagles were going at him with a second round, so they kind of had to. Which and you know. From a fantasy football perspective, too, I traded away my first-round pick for this year in my Dynasty League. I, I can't think of many players out there that you're going to want. I, I mean, as far as wide receivers. not only receivers but running backs mm-hmm. outside of Bryce Love, I just don't think it's a very mm-hmm. offensive deep class this year. So I kind of feel you on that as well. So I kind of mm-hmm. agree. It was probably a good trade from that perspective, I just worry about the long lasting ramifications because you could have yeah. gotten a quarterback in round one this year and drew lock or someone, depending on where you finish, mm-hmm. then you let him sit for a year behind Dak. So mm-hmm. that's my only concern. Yeah. I mean, both of our teams looking at it now, I mean, you guys just drafted a quarterback top end, but you've kind of said, if Derek Carr becomes available, why yeah. not? Yeah, I mean, probably. Carr's good. It's not like he's the problem. I just don't think he's quite what Gruden wants. I think Gruden wants a more mobile, a Rich Gannon type, the short, get the ball to your playmakers. I mean, I, it's hard to understand and look at what Gruden's trying to build now, but, you know, I think I think it'll work out for all the parties. The, the Raiders have three first-rounders, and that, there's a lot of quarterbacks in this upcoming class. Yeah, and I, I begged the question to my brother earlier. Um, are these stockpiling draft picks for players or to get a quarterback? You know, I think they're going to be high enough at the end of the year that they're going to—they're not going to have to move to get a quarterback. But they—they they need a lot of help, and the, they're a weird team. They're not that far off on the offensive line. They've got some nice young pieces on defense, but I just don't think they quite fit what Gruden wants to do. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's, it's it's hard. Gruden's got a ten year contract, and he's not going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, he's the high, he's high, he's the highest paid player slash coach of that team. Mm-hmm. Almost, I mean, you get a hundred million dollar man, mm-hmm. and you have a record that I mean, you have the same you have a, the same record as the Buffalo Bills. So it's mm-hmm. definitely leaves you scratching your head. Yeah, I'm gonna we're gonna revisit around we're gonna revisit the opening kickoff game: Cleveland Browns versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Cleveland's coming into this game as seven and a half point dogs. They tied with the Steelers last time. I know it was a little bit sloppy. I I just don't understand how Cleveland doesn't get the respect they deserve. I think they're a lot better than they were a year ago, and they were a lot better today than they were week one. I think Chubb is a difference maker for them. I'm taking the seven and a half points. I think Cleveland has a shot to win this game. Their pass defense is not something to joke about. And I think they're going to – I just think the Pittsburgh defense is definitely overrated at this point. Um, yeah. I project a lot of high-scoring points in this one. Yeah, and Cleveland's defense has been much improved. Um, I don't know. I think at some point Pittsburgh needs to break out of their shell. I feel like they're they're awfully close. They're coming off a bye, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. I mean, they've had two weeks to prepare – even with their defense being down, I don't know that Cleveland scores enough points to keep up with them. Pittsburgh's yeah. at home. Their offense likes to go. They're I'm, probably upset that they tied with Cleveland in the first place. They're ready to come out. I mean, every it's just it feels like it feels like a coil. You you tighten it up and tighten it up, and eventually it's got to explode. 
I feel like Pittsburgh's on the verge. This game feels to me like Big Ben's at home, so we think we can get one past everyone by making it seven and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I think I could even see this turning into a low-scoring affair based on how these divisional games go. Mm-hmm. So, see, I'm going to roll with Cleveland on this one. Do you, how many, who is the, who do you think outperforms in this one, James Conner or Nick Chubb? Oh, I'm going to go Connor there, I think. I, I like Chubb. I just don't know that. I don't know that Cleveland's offensive line is quite as dominant as Pittsburgh's, and that's that's where I'm going to put this difference at. So you're taking the player over the defense in this one. Because mm-hmm. Pittsburgh run defense is not very statistically good. So that, that was the reason why I was asking that one. So that's interesting. All right, moving on to another game that no one will probably watch. Indianapolis visiting the Oakland Raiders. I think I had picked on the sheet Oakland. Uh, I started looking at things and I realized that that was just a mistake. <laughs> so I'm going to roll with Indy on this one. I struggle with who to start in this game, Marlon Mack or Andrew Luck. So I'm just going to tell you to play them both because you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. And you're going to play your T.Y. Hilton as well as far as afternoon games go. So I'm taking Indy to cover the point and a half. I'm assuming you're going to take Indy. You know, we finally are in agreement, and we're, what, like almost 10 games in here. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking Indy. I, Oakland at home, I just, it's hard to pick Oakland right now. They just got rid of their best, off, well, arguably their best offensive weapon. They lost Shady, or they not Shady, they lost Beast Mode to IR now. I mean, you're relying on Doug Martin. I mean, we're we're the Doug Martin phase in Oakland right now. But I don't feel good about that. Um, the guy you actually said, picked up. Who you said earlier it could be a Jalen Richard show, not. That's where I was just going with that. I picked up Jalen Richard on Monday because we are in a league. Luckily for me, that lets you drop a player that's already played on your bench to pick up somebody that hasn't played. So I sniped him on Monday. Um, I sniped the other one. Yes, you, Martin. You I picked also up tried Martin. trading you, Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, you did the same day right before he we went on IR and tried to say, "Oh yeah, it's a good deal." And I'm like, "Nah, no." Hey, I you did. You did offer Doug Martin with it. I did. I did not know he was going to IR, and then I did yeah. more research, and I realized, ouch. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, I traded for Kieran Johnson because mm-hmm. that could have been bad. Yeah, I mean, I. Richard's got a nice floor. I mean, looking at his points per week in a PPR league, you're looking at 16 the first week, but then you had 0.3 the next week, 11.9 week three, 6.6 week four, then 11, 12, then they had their bye last week. So he's got a pretty nice floor going. Yeah, the only, you know, to be honest with you, the only real reason why I picked up Martin in the first place, mm-hmm. when you look at their schedule, it's actually yep. pretty favorable. I was backs. just getting there. Indy, San Francisco, Chargers, Arizona, then Baltimore is not a good start. Kansas City, then Phillip Pittsburgh is actually 31st against running backs. Uh, and then the playoff schedule is Cincinnati and Denver. So yes, you have right. two games that you're not, you don't want to play them. But other than that, I mean, it's all, all systems go on those games. Oh, yeah, I complete agreement. So I'm, right now I think I'm sitting in second place or third in the league. If I can get a buy that week 14 matchup, I might play him over carry on. I'm actually trying to trade one of these two players. Um, I think I, I think the problem I run into with trading Martin right now is if you mm-hmm. want to trade him, you can wait a couple weeks if he pops against Indianapolis here and then San Francisco next week, mm-hmm. you could 
I mean, like you said, Indy, San Francisco, LA Chargers, and Arizona. Right. Right there. I mean, that's RB1 territory if Doug Martin's the feature back or Jalen Richard. Mm-hmm. It depends on how the workload goes, but yeah. Uh, I could actually see Oakland getting two out of the four wins here. So yeah. definitely not this one, uh, but definitely I think they have a shot next week and the week after that, depending on the spread. So, uh, yeah, that's what I think we're both in agreement for the first time, like you said, in 10 games. So let's see if Indy just makes this look bad. Yeah, you know, that's probably what will happen. Yeah, probably. Uh, moving on, we got Green Bay going on against the Los Angeles Rams. I, I haven't – I should have looked at this, but – Eight and a half points is a lot of points. Have, have they not not covered every single week? I'm trying to think of a week where they didn't cover. Mm, I don't remember the points on the Minnesota game, but it was close. I think the only game they didn't cover was Seattle. Okay, it could be. So, yeah, I'm I'm going to roll with the – I'm just going to roll with the flow here. I've got mm-hmm. the Rams covering the eight and a half against a flawed Green Bay team. Don't forget that Green Bay did lose to Washington earlier on in the year. I can't get mm-hmm. that out of my head. Mm-hmm. Green Bay also struggled to score on the Buffalo Bills. I think everyone has been scoring on them a lot. Well, at least last week, it seemed like mm-hmm. everyone can score on them. So I'm going to go with the LA Rams. I think you're going to see a big game out of Robert Woods and Todd Gurley. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, that's to be expected, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm going to go with the Rams to cover that eight and a half. Okay, i I think the Rams are going to win it. I just don't know that it's by eight and a half. Um, Green Bay's coming out of there by they're getting healthy on the wide receivers. Um, one of my plays of the week right now is Geronimo Allison. Uh, guy had dropped him last week for his buy. I spent a lot of I've spent twenty one dollars on him on Fab. Not sure I needed to spend that much, but I really felt like I needed to get in, partly because I traded Odell this week. We'll talk about that a little bit more when we get to the Arizona game, I think. And I I think Green Bay can put up points on this defense. I think it'll be a high-scoring affair because I don't think Green Bay is going to be able to stop the Rams very well. But I'm taking the points, I think, on this one, not so much Green Bay to win. Yeah, and I don't blame you on that one. So speaking mm-hmm. of Geronimo Allison, I do have him going in our in our lineup this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I might, well, I may have taken him out, but I do have Geronimo Allison ranked on my spreadsheet right now. I know I shared this with you. Going through a projection model, we'll share it on our Twitter later this week, I believe, um, as far as my rankings go. Mm-hmm. I have Geronimo Allison rated as my 15th receiver, so... Coming in as a wide mm. receiver too, I have him going in one of my uh, one of my, in one of these contests. So that sounds like good news for me. Yep, based on price and what's going on. So mm-hmm. uh, what's crazy is is that I think you could even play Robert Woods and um, Robert uh, Woods and Brandon Cooks. Cooks. I have yeah, I have them both going in one. You can play those guys mm-hmm. together. I think it's going to be one of those types of weeks. Yeah, I think Jared Goff would be a decent quarterback to put in there too. Yeah, based on the cost. His cost is pretty high this week for some reason, at least in the system we use. Yeah, he's been pretty consistent, so it's been all right. Yeah. Uh, so moving on, we have these Arizona Cardinals who can't seem to do anything right, taking on the San Francisco 49ers who have no quarterback, and apparently the running back is made of class. Mm-hmm. Who are you picking in this one? Is Steve Wilkes going to finally get that win? You know, I actually picked the Niners. 
Um, I feel like they're close. I don't think Bethard's a, as much as I don't want to rep any Hawkeyes here. Bethard is actually better than I anticipated him being. I think his second year in this offense, he's, he understands it. He knows who he needs to get the ball to. I mean, whether it's Monday night shenanigans a week ago that helped him out, but I mean, it, he, he looked competent in the game. So, I mean, it, it, I, I think they look better on offense than Arizona does at this point. We don't know what to expect with Arizona with Byron, Byron Leftwich taking over as offensive coordinator. I've heard he comes out of the Arians tree and he can't be any worse than McCoy was. Let's be honest. Um, as I was saying, I made a trade with, I traded Odell away. I got David Johnson back. said so my running back situation personally just wasn't what I wanted. I knew that the Johnson owner was at least looking to move him. I almost feel a little bit like I might've given up a little bit too much, but it's a superstar for superstar. I don't think we needed to dress it up anything more than we did. Um, yeah. I mean, I, how many, how many three down running backs are there out there with somebody that's not taking their carries or he's getting all the work. He's getting all well, the work. I think we talked about earlier. I actually have David Johnson ranked pretty high this week. I've got him going fourth, as like my yeah, fourth on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's just based on the matchup. And mm-hmm. as far as the, you know, he's averaging, let's take a look. Is he David John, or yeah. Whoops. Yeah, I mean, he's averaging close to 15. Let's see. Yeah. He's averaging like 15 yards. Mm-hmm. 15 no sorry yeah 15 a game so um i mean he's getting he's getting the work but he's also getting the yardage done he's also scoring those touchdowns i know we talked last week mm-hmm. and said he's been a disappointment but he'll be fine mm-hmm. i think i think you can start him with confidence this week yeah definitely definitely not feeling bad about it i mean he's only scored less than 10 points once he scored i think seven touchdowns on the year so you're getting a touchdown a week Six, six. So he had one week with no touchdowns, but I mean, he's, he's going to be okay. And his schedule, the rest of the way, San Francisco, then by next week, which is going to be a miserable by next week. If anybody hasn't looked ahead, uh, he's got Kansas city, Oakland, the chargers, green Bay, Detroit, Atlanta, and then the Rams again on this week if would be championship week. So his schedule is very favorable. He's getting all the work. I just, I felt it was a good price. I I didn't trust Eli, and that was my biggest problem with Odell. So I I feel like my team, the way it's stacked right now, that's a good move for me. Yeah, for sure. Do you remember last year when the the Minnesota Miracle? Mm, which one? The Hail Mary, where that Indianapolis player missed the tackle, and the Minnesota Vikings moved on in the playoffs. Oh yeah, that one. Yeah. The, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So we have a rematch going on this week. Uh, this time it's in Minnesota, or no, it wasn't Minnesota last time too, actually. So uh, we have the same exact rematch. I'm pretty sure that a lot, a lot of the things are the same, but uh, the only thing that's different this time is the quarterback. So, and they're in in Minnesota. So Minnesota right now is favored by two and a half points. Who are you taking? I'm taking Minnesota. Taking Minnesota. I'm going to take New Orleans. I think they're going to come back and get this game right. Uh, I had Kirk Cousins mistakenly as my top quarterback this week, and then I fixed the stats on there. 
I think Cousins will have a pretty good game. Detroit, or sorry, New Orleans is one of the worst teams against the pass. So mm-hmm. I'm looking for him and Thielen to keep things rolling here in this game and uh, just get back on track with the W there. Mm-hmm. Any any players yeah. to watch in this one for you? I'm thinking as good as Thielen's been, I don't think he has a down week by any means. But I think that uh, I just had his name in my head and the other Diggs, wide receiver. For, yeah, Diggs, I I think that it's his week to shine. I think he has a big week. I think you get him in your dailies and expect him to just blow it up. I I see a lot coming for him this week. And and I where are we at on Murray? Do we think he does okay? Is it just like, eh, you can play him if you need to? Yeah. So I was actually talking to my brother about this the other day. I think Murray's gunning for the starting job. I mean, you look at the way he's been performing lately. He's been playing much better. I... I, he looks like he's better than Dalvin Cook right now. So I've read the other reports that Dalvin Cook's not going to come back until after the bye week. And mm-hmm. you wonder if that's in part because he's not healthy or if it's because Murray's doing so well. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, I think Murray is a good – I think he's a good back to have right now. Mm-hmm. See, I had him when he played against Arizona, but I sat him. And then I dropped him after that Arizona. I'm like, well, it's Arizona. Everybody looks good against Arizona. I'm like, you know, I held him again. I held him from the – the cook owner thinking, eh, whatever. And I kind of regret getting rid of him now, but I mean, I, I, they're okay running. He's been getting some close touchdowns, which is good. And so that, I mean, I, I hope he plays well. I, I just wish I wouldn't have got rid of him so quick. Yeah, for sure. That seems to be a recurring issue for all of us. Though. <laughs> we, we all seem to do yeah. that. So you're not alone. Um, this one's going to kill me on the inside. So I got new England, Last game of the week, my faithful Bills are going against the New England Patriots. Bills are at home, 13-point underdogs. Go ahead and break my heart. You're taking the Patriots, aren't you? And you know what? Looking at that spread right now on Monday night, as we speak, I'm switching it to Buffalo. I don't <laughs> think that the Patriots win by 13 points. I, I, you, you want me to tell you why they won't win by 13 points or more? Are we going to go with the conspiracy theory that Monday Night Football is rigged? No, we're not, but I can tell you, <laughs> Do you why want that, to, I can tell you why I think that's true, but I won't get into it. I'll yeah. tell you, here's the stat that, that makes me think there's something weird about Monday night games. Nine games over the last three years have been decided by over two touchdowns. Three of them are this year. So law of averages, I mean, based on those averages, I'm going to tell you this game will be closer than the 13 points. Mm-hmm. It'll be. I mean, I think the Patriots will probably win by ten. I don't think there'll ever be a doubt during the game that the Patriots will win, but it won't be by thirteen points. Yeah, could be. I wrong, agree. But I think the Patriots win, players. but I think it's by twelve and not thirteen. Yeah, something like that. So I think we're in agreement. Um, you know, you'd wish you could see Josh Allen play. Are you starting? Are you starting any Buffalo Bill in this game? Unless you're mm-hmm. mad. I mean, <laughs> I maybe Ivory if you need a running back. I mean, you know, the last three games they've put up a hundred point, a hundred yards on the ground. Mm-hmm. They said they know they need to run the ball because they're not going to be able to do them a whole lot through the air. You know, they're I mean, on pace to be the worst offense ever recorded in NFL history, which is really not surprising. Which is ironic because the offense. You look around the NFL and it's going to really it's going to break all the records offensively this year. And then you have the Buffalo Bills, who are the red-headed stepchild of offensive football. I mean, it is well them and the Cardinals. 
I mean, at least they have David Johnson. I mean, I, I can't tell you one thing the Bills do well offensively other than hold. Where has Charles Clay gone this year? Is he just game scripted out of everything? Can the quarterback just not hit him? Is he a step slower than he used to be? I mean, Jason there was Kroom, a guy that was... Jason Kroom seems to be the tight end that they want to stick around in Buffalo, and Charles mm-hmm. Clay will probably be somewhere else next year. The Bills yeah. have $90 million in cap space next year. I mm-hmm. think a lot of the players that are playing there currently, you won't see back there next year. Hmm. Do you think they buy some offensive linemen? Uh, they got to do something because right now it's, I mean, you, McDermott bought himself a lot of goodwill there with the order of the playoffs last year, but two years of this and it, it, it won't do well. Mm-hmm. So moving yeah. on, we're going to move what on. Do, you, do, they, do they keep their offensive coordinator? Much um, longer, do you think, or is I've never been a fan of the hire, but there's no way they can fire him. No one will go there if they fire him simply because they had a one year coordinator last year mm-hmm. and they fired him. And then I just don't think you can fire an offensive coordinator two years in a row. Yeah, I, I understand your point. So, I mean, I, I, I wish they could get Greg Roman back because he fits just so perfectly there, but they fired him and probably not wanting to bring him back a whole lot, I would assume. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that was a mistake letting him go. That was Rex Ryan trying to save his own tail mm-hmm. there, and uh, just never mm-hmm. worked out. I mean, Greg Roman will be an offense. You know, Greg Roman's offense the year before he was let go was really good. So it's just a matter of time where he takes over, probably in Baltimore. Yeah, I would. That would make a lot of sense. But Baltimore's offense is playing okay this year, so it's hard to say. Well, he's just their run game coordinator right now. Correct, but I think that uh, that off- if things continue to go well for them, then that coordinator might be looking at a head coaching job at the end of the year, depending on how that offense, because that offense is performing above expectations right now. Yeah, I would agree. So moving on to buy-sell drop, a uh, game created by none other than Ben Nicholas. We're going to keep it going in his honor. Uh, we got started off at running backs. We got Kareem Hunt, Marlon Mack, James White. Buy-sell drop, who you got? You know, I really wish we had to have a buy, sell, keep drop because it'd make this game a lot easier or buy, sell, keep because nobody's going out and dropping any of these guys right now. Um, so my buy right now is Kareem Hunt said sold him earlier in the year. A little regretful, wishing I could buy him back, but don't think that's going to happen. So I'm going to let it go. Uh, consistency is king. I think, especially at running back, you're looking at a top seven guy again and in our league would be a what $28 keeper for next year, which is super below value. Um, yeah, he'd be a guy I would buy for sure. I would sell James white just because of the price and the return you can probably get back for him, especially with him having that, uh, backfield. He's going to be the horse this week. I don't know how much they want to run in between the tackles, but I think their game plan is going to be to throw it, throw it a little bit more. Cause they don't have a, they don't have that guy between the tackles. I mean, it's, white and then Ken John Barner. So I don't think you're going to be able to see a pounding running game from the Patriots. Um, and then I'm dropping Mac just out of, he's not as good as the other two. Yeah. I feel you in that. So I'm actually, I I think we we were in agreement earlier. I thought about it more. I'm going to say, go buy James white. Listen, Mm -hmm. Sonny Michelle's going to be out a while. James white is the guy to own. He's great. He's multi-vosted. You cannot get rid of, with Sonny Michelle on the shelf, you can't have Jim. Mm-hmm. There's no way James White doesn't get any production because he's just, mm-hmm. he's schematically going to be in there every down right now. I just don't know who else mm-hmm. is going to come in there with everyone on IR. Um, so right. my I, buy right to, now. Oops, sorry. 
Do they sign Gillisley again, you think? It, it doesn't even matter. They could go sign Gillisley. At mm-hmm. this point in the season, James White is doing everything right, and there's no other back mm-hmm. that is going to outperform him. I mean, mm-hmm. even if Gillisley's there, they didn't think highly enough of him to keep him on the roster. Mm-hmm. I just think they want to give James White the ball in this current situation. So go buy him. He's going to get used. Um, if you can afford it, go get him. Mm-hmm. Um, I initially was going to say, you know, I guess we initially had similar rankings. I'm going to move Mac to sell, and here's why. Then the value is never going to be higher for Marlon Mack than it's going to be after this week and last week. So he's going up against Oakland's poorest run defense. Had a great game last week. Sell Mac and go get yourself a wide receiver if you need one, or even a tight end. Um, Marlon Mack is his value is never going to be higher than it's going to be after this week. So I would say sell him now if you can, and drop Kareem Hunt. I'm not a big fan of Kareem Hunt's matchups going the rest of the way. I know he's got a good one this week, but outside of that, I'm not really sure that he's going to be the guy that you're going to keep. That's I just don't think he's going to be the best guy out of all three of these come the end of the season. Um, look at his schedule here, and it's where, where are we at here? Let's look at his schedule the rest of the way here, real quick. Um, they got Denver this week. After that, they have they got Denver, Los- Cleveland, Arizona, Arizona, and then you're at the Rams. Then a bye week, week twelve. Oakland again, Baltimore week fourteen, and then Chargers in Seattle, which are both middle of the road. So I just think playoff comes. You don't want to. You definitely need to buy if you want them in week fourteen. And you got Chargers and Seahawks, who aren't great, but they're not bad. They're not bad either. Mm-hmm. So last last four weeks, his points are twenty six and a half, sixteen point four, twenty nine and a half, and thirty seven point one. That's pretty good. Yep. So. I mean, he's definitely, I mean, like I said, the, the, this, should we buy, sell, keep? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know about the drop part of it. But unfortunately, <laughs> you got you to gotta drop someone, I guess. Mm-hmm. So moving on, we're going to do the tight ends. And this one's going to be a little bit tricky. Trey Burton, Zach Ertz, and Rob Gronkowski. Um, hmm. I've got a buy on Gronk, mainly because his value is so low. I'm going to sell on Zach Ertz just because his value is so high, and then I'm going to drop Trey Burton. Okay. I, I'm i going to go with I want Ertz because I want the number one. I want that weekly advantage every week. Said so what I'm giving up might be kind of high, but I want Ertz one way or another. I'm going to sell Burton because I don't know that he's going to be near as consistent, and I just don't know what what – what his ceiling really is. I think he's a talented guy. I think he's in the right offense. It's just, they spread the ball around so much. It's hard to predict. And at this point in the season, I hate to say it, but I'm dropping, dropping Gronk right now. It just, I don't know if he's not healthy. The usage isn't there. It's, it's been a very weird year. And if you've drafted Gronk, you are, you're probably hurting right now because you can't sit the guy. All right. Next one up is Tyrell Williams, Sterling Shepard and Alshon Jeffrey. We got Steve buy sell drop on those three receivers. Okay, I'm buying Alshon simply because his usage is a little bit higher than the rest. Um, since he's been back, he's been great. He's had one down week, but otherwise, he's been a wide receiver one higher than I really expected. Um, I'm selling Sir Sterling Shepard off of a game 
I'm hoping you can get something good for him. Tyrell Williams is kind of there too. As much as I like the guy, it's hard to trust him. He's a matchup based flex. He's got a good, good quarterback throwing the ball. There's a lot of good things going there. It's just, he's a boomer bust type of guy. Yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to go buy all. No, I'm going to sell all Sean. And here's why I'm all about value. I can sell all mm-hmm. Sean and get a and get a running back one out of the deal, based on his mm-hmm. current production. I'm going to go ahead and do that every single day of the week, just because we both mm-hmm. know there's a higher amount of wide receivers than there are running backs available. So mm-hmm. if I offered you all Sean Jeffrey, and oh, all Sean and Dalvin Cook, would you give me Antonio Brown? Or not, not Antonio Brown personally. All Sean and Dalvin Cook. For, oh, David Johnson. That seems too much for David Johnson, doesn't it? <laughs> depends. Depends on where you're at. It, it it really depends on your team makeup too. What about this? What about Alshon I mean, Jeffrey for Leonard Fournette? I probably still have Alshon just because he's healthy and I know when he's going to play right now. But if you need a running back and you're sitting okay, say say you're say you're a Sonny Michelle owner and you're panicking, right? Mm-hmm. I am. So. If someone, if say someone, so if you had all Sean, you wouldn't trade for Fournette. I, I like Fournette. I just, I don't, I don't know when he's going to be healthy. We've seen him come back into a game and go right back out because he was hurt. And I think that would factor into the Fournette argument personally. But I, I see your point of he's a, he's great when he's in. I just, I don't know that I want to trade a, a guy doing so well right now that I can at least flex. Uh, or wide receiver two, um, and he's he's putting up wide receiver one production for a guy that's maybe going to play in a week, maybe two weeks, maybe five weeks. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. I get that point. I think I'm going to buy Tyrell Williams. I think the production's there. All comes down to price, and I'm definitely going to drop Sterling Shepard because I just don't trust any New York Giants. So, mm-hmm. um, moving on to these other more wide receivers. Oh, I got double dip here, don't we? Danny Amendola, Julian Edelman, Josh Gordon. It's a little Patriot reunion we got going on here, isn't it? Hmm. Um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to sell Danny Amendola. I'm going to drop him because it's Danny Amendola. He's a, Hmm. well, I'm going to just go back and forth on this one, Steve. (laughs) Yeah, they were all Patriots at one time or another. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to sell Danny Amendola because I think, some people might want him based on the fact that there are no receivers out there for Miami. Yeah, we got Ben's favorite Brocktober throwing him in the football, but at the end of the day, he's the only guy they really have out there. So why not try and sell him for something cheap, maybe even like a defense, something you know about trading a player for a defense? Yeah, who's ever done that? I know. Then dropped him the next week and for them to see them come back and get 12 <laughs> points in the last three weeks. Oh, and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to buy Josh Gordon and no, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy I'm gonna <laughs> buy Edelman and drop Gordon. I just think Edelman's Tom Brady's guy. I mean, there's no getting past that. Okay. Who you got? I am buying Gordon. I think he's still getting used to everything. I think you're looking to championship run of the weeks where he might be in there and he might be winning you weeks because he's just dominating those deep balls. Um, but I mean, I, I agree that Edelman, Edelman is this guy. I just, 
I think Gordon has a higher upside just by fact of he can get two 50, 60 yard receptions for touchdowns and your make your week is made where Edelman's got to work a lot harder and get the seven catches for the 70 yards and a touchdown. Um, I'm selling Edelman just for the fact of he's got to work a little bit harder. I'm dropping Amendola cause I probably got him for free and it's not really going to matter. And there might be a team that picks him up. I like Amendola. If you need a wide receiver, if you need a flex someone to play, I'm not against him. I think he's good. Like I said, it should be buy, sell, keep, not buy, sell, drop, because I, I don't mind Amendola. I mean, the argument I had earlier for Devontae Parker, him and Amendola go back and forth. I think Amendola probably has a better chance to be successful. But my same argument with Gordon goes for Devontae Parker, too, where Parker is that big. He could get that big play, or he's the red zone threat. He's getting you to pay dirt, and he's not going to have to work near as hard. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Moving on to another game we got going on here. Who do you trust? This is the player you would start at the position selected from here out through the rest of the season. Um, and this sounds like a joke, but it's real life based on fantasy. Mitchell Trubisky or Tom Brady? You know what? I am probably going to surprise and change my mind here, but I'm going to go with Trubisky. And I, I don't like it. It feels dirty. Um. The Patriots, as the year goes on, seem to run the ball more and more, especially in the weather in Foxborough starts getting colder. And you, the Bears should, but I don't know that the Bears can. And I think this wide-open offense they're running seems to be working awfully well. And I love Howard. I want to see Howard get on track. I, I want to see his usage be what it needs to be because the weather in Chicago is really no worse, better than it is in Boston. But... I just feel like Trubisky from a pure fantasy standpoint can outperform Tom Brady at the end of the second half of the season. Yeah. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at their schedules and they're, they're mm-hmm. fairly identical. Um, I, I think I'm going to have to go Tom Brady strictly because yeah, Trubisky has more yards, but it's still Tom Brady. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'm just going to go Tom. Brady. It's the name. It's also the fact that, Tom Brady's just done it all, right? So I'm going to go Tom Brady mm-hmm. on this one. It's not like Tom yeah, Brady like has 174 points this year in our six-point mm-hmm. touchdown league. Um, mm-hmm. And Mitchell Trubisky has 168, so I'm going to just keep rolling with Tom Brady. Yeah. Next up, uh, Christian McCaffrey, David Johnson. I don't even know why this is a question. I, still, I think it's got to be Christian McCaffrey. He's been the more consistent player. He's got that PPR upside with a better offensive coordinator. So, um, mm-hmm. hands down, I'm doing Christian McCaffrey from here on out. What about you? I, based on schedule alone, am actually going to go with David Johnson here. Um, McCaffrey's already had his bye, so that helps him out a little bit. His schedule's not bad. He's got Tampa Bay twice, Detroit once, Seattle, Cleveland, and Atlanta championship week. They're both going to be good. I feel like with a new offensive coordinator coming in at Arizona, you got David Johnson going here, and I just feel I, I, I'm just high up on Johnson right now, partly because I don't want buyer's remorse. I want him to do well. Um, they're, McCaffrey, to this point in the season, is 110 points. David Johnson's 102. Like I said, though, McCaffrey has one less game so far. So that's a, not quite telling the whole tale, but... I mean, it, it's they're very close, but I think I'm just going to try to edge out 
and rely on David Johnson's touchdowns to get you there. Yeah. On a wide receiver, no. Mike Evans or Keenan Allen? I am probably sticking with Mike Evans. Same reason as before. He's that home run type of guy. Keenan Allen is that guy that's going to go 10 for 110 and a touchdown where Mike Evans could do seven receptions for 140 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, I think it's got to be Evans, right? I mean, the production, not the production, mm-hmm. but the volume is there. No one's going to be passing mm-hmm. more than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They don't have a running game. You have to throw the ball to your best players. So as, even though there's other options, Evans is still going to get the ball. So, And Keenan Allen's got – that offense is predicated around the run. It's not built around the pass. So it's Evans all day on that one. What would you pay to get Keenan Allen right now? Um – maybe I would give up LaShawn McCoy. Okay. What about you? Because, I mean, looking looking at his points right now, going week by week, 24.8, He's a nice floor, but not a whole lot of ceiling guy right now. I mean, I'm kind of surprised just looking at that, where he's at, but I don't know. I don't know what I would give up for him right now. I know he's not high on like overall wide receiver rankings. I mean, Tyrell Williams, it looks like has scored more points than him. Yeah. Don't take me on that. I'm kind of scrolling through the names to find him, but yeah, I mean, I, I just, I, he's still Keenan Allen. His name carries a lot of weight, but yeah, he's not doing what you drafted him to do. That is for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, you're not real happy with the production you're getting from him right now. So maybe check that owner and see how he's feeling about him. If you're looking Maybe for a late season surge after the bye. Yeah, for sure. Um, we're going to wrap this segment up with, as we mentioned earlier, Gronk and Trey Burton. This one, I'll give credit to Ben. It's intriguing, but the answer is obvious. It's got to be Trey Burton. Gronk's not doing what you draft him to do. Gronk's hurt. I, Gronk could very well miss the season. I know. I, I mean, it's a joke to say that, but I've seen this happen before. Gronk misses a game, and the next week he hits IR. So, I Trey Burton has no health risk to me right now, and he has more upside than Gronk right now based on the way his usage. He gets goal line carries, whereas Gronk never gets that. What, mm-hmm. How do you feel about this? It's it's not wrong. Uh, I mean, tight end has been a wasteland this year, and so Gronk's staying afloat. It's not like you're not starting if you don't have him because you – I mean – I can't imagine somebody would take Gronk and then turn around and take Kelsey or Ertz in the same sentence. If you got lucky enough to pick up Ebron, maybe you'd play over him. I mean, Jimmy Graham was still a heavy price. I mean, and then Trey Burton was not cheap. Like, I feel like if you drafted Gronk, you probably didn't get any of those guys. Maybe Ebron if you got lucky. So I would probably go with Burton right now, but it's hard to say what's going on with Gronk because he's always been Brady's guy. He's always had the volume and it is just not there this year for whatever reason. I don't know. Maybe the running backs have stolen it, but it's not there. Yeah. I kind of feel you on that one. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I just think it's the same, like you said, the same thing. So Trey Burton, I feel like is the answer there. Moving on as we seem to each week, giveaway who we're playing this week even though it's supposed to be a a secret in FanDuel to our daily fantasy low price stars 
I'm going to lead us off here with some names to start us out with. I got Baker. I got James Winston going in at $7,800 at the quarterback position. He's got a tasty matchup against the Cincinnati Bengals. James is going to be on this list pretty frequently based on price until it goes up. Mm-hmm. He's passing the ball a lot. He's throwing touchdowns. His matchups seem to be pretty well each week. Um, Adrian Peterson is a guy to watch this week. Seven thousand, $7,000 is what it's going to cost you in those fan lineups. Uh, my projection tables have him going off for 70 yards and a touchdown against that Giants defense. Giving up four yards of carry, I think he's for sure going to get you a touchdown based on probabilities and how, what the defense has been doing. Uh, Tyler Boyd is the highest-ranked, lowest-priced player going into this for me. He's my fifth-rated receiver on FanDuel points. $6,800 is all it's going to cost to get you. Projections right now is 106 yards and six catches. My probability matrix actually has them getting up to two touchdowns as a ceiling, so that one could be a sneaky good play. And my favorite player that I drafted in Dynasty, who I tried selling the Ben to start the season, David Njoku, seems to just get it with Baker Mayfield. That seems to be his favorite target. And my gosh, is he a good player? So I'm going to roll him out there mm-hmm. again. I think it's fifty-seven hundred dollars for him. Money well spent, Steve. Who do you have? We're in agreement on Winston here. I don't think I think you play him until the price goes up. I completely agree on that. Uh, it's just a team that can't run the ball. Uh, running back, we talked about him earlier, Jalen Rashard, fifty-seven hundred dollars. I think you're looking at maybe a play of the week. Um, I think that he's a guy that can easily score a touchdown, get five to ten catches, looking almost more like a wide receiver and then getting a little bit. I think he'll get more running. I think he will get more opportunity on the ground because I think Doug Martin will underwhelm. Um, wide receiver, Geronimo Allison, $4,600. I mean, he's basically free. I wasn't sure that I read that right the first time I saw it. He's way down there. Um, I, I'm taking that all day. And then for tight end, low price, I got Vance McDonald at 53. Jesse James. Oh, no, Vance McDonald. Sorry. Vance McDonald. I'm just joking. I I don't think I'm I'm taking it. Yeah. I'm joking. Uh, Jesse James tore up the Browns the first time they met. I think they have a blueprint of how to run against them. I think McDonald is a better athlete than James. I think that he could break one off and be a difference maker in this game at $5,300 for tight end. That's about where I'm looking to spend. Gotcha. Um, the last two segments we got sit to lose. Who are you sitting to lose, Steve? Sit not to lose. Sorry. Sit. To, yeah. I was going to say, try not to lose here. Um, I'm Matt Breida. I've, I bought him. He's been a nice 10 point a week guy, which I was loving in my running back to for a while he gets hurt in the middle of every game and until they just sit him and just say, you know what, do you need to rest, take a week or two off, get right, then bring him back. I'm not trusting him until they do that. Uh, I'm, I got burned last week. He actually had negative points, believe it or not. It's not very often you start a guy to get negative points. Um, and then my other one is going to be Latavius Murray. I, I see this as an aired out type of game for the Vikings I don't see him having the value that he's had in the weeks before. Yeah, I, I'm i going to – I feel you there on Latavius Murray. I think that he is definitely a strong play there. But I also – there's another guy out there by the name of – now hear me out um, – Doug Baldwin. Doug Baldwin used to be a wide receiver one. I'm sitting him in this, in this week. 
He's got a tough matchup against Detroit. They're going to want to run the ball. Um, I'm sitting Doug Baldwin. It, statistically, he should be starting in most of my lineups. He's a wide receiver one most weeks are projected to be. He just hasn't lived up to the hype. And I'm sitting him for the likes of, as you mentioned above, Geronimo Allison. I trust Geronimo mm-hmm. Allison against the tough Raiders defense over the Detroit Lions defense. Am I crazy? Maybe a little bit. Like I said, Seattle coming off of a bye. I like his last game. He actually had eight targets, six receptions, and 91 yards. Um, he's going to be okay. I don't know that he's going to be that guy that's going to necessarily lose you the week. He plays the slot, so he's not going to see Darius Slay. Um, okay. I think I think he's okay. I'll disagree with you a little bit on that. That's, I think I agree with you that I would play Allison over him. Well, how about a beer? But, how about a beer bet? Uh, every time I have one of those, I lose. Okay. All right. I said Nebraska was going to get to nine wins. I lost that after what four weeks. Yeah, I also sold. I also bailed on Jordan Howard before you and Ben. So that's okay. Mm-hmm. You win some, you lose some. Hey, Jordan Howard was okay that first week. Let's not forget. In some people's eyes, I'm just I'm happy I got you to give me. You had 15 points. You you said he was going to be okay after that week, and then his usage has gone down. I think every week this season. Well, I, wa- I, I wanted to keep you as a friend. I couldn't tell you. I didn't want to crush your hopes and dreams week one. Hmm. Um, we both got out of that deal what we wanted. It was I wasn't upset about it. No, it was only 10 bucks. So 18 dollars for you. Seven. I think it was seven. Well, he was a 10 dollar keeper. Is what I meant. Well, yeah. 17 for you, but yep. Um, start to win. Um, looking at the sheet, I think you have my favorite guy, so I'm going to go somewhere else. Uh, this week's, I'm going to start to win Adrian Peterson. I think Adrian Peterson's going to have a good a good week here against the Giants defense. Their pass defense is too good. They're going to have to get points somewhere. Why not go to that run game with Adrian Peterson going on against those Giants? Worry about Chris Thompson. I still think AP will get it done through the ground for him. What do you got? Um, since I stole your thunder and you're looking at my picks, uh, I got Andy Dalton against that Buccaneers defense. Good week to get right. You're starting all your Bengals. I think it only makes sense to start Dalton. And another guy you've talked about as well, on Johnson. I think he gets into some of the receiving work this week. And I think that he is a guy that he might end up being a league winner for people that waited and waited. So I think they're starting to phase out Blount and just understand like he's just not near as dynamic and he's not going to win them the game like carry on can. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's been a mistake to get want to give Blount the ball as much as they have this year. Mm-hmm. Last part of the show, uh, players to pick up before they go off. I talked to you about this one earlier. Um, Cooper, mm-hmm. Amari Cooper has been shipped off and there's just no way on earth, I believe, that Jordy Nelson is still a wide receiver one. So, Martavis Bryant, uh, last season he started the last two games with A.B. out, averaged three yards and 62.5 yards. Averaged three catches and 62.5 yards per game. Didn't get a touchdown. Um, I still think he's got it. I think he's the guy to pick up and start in the flex later on in this year as a playoffs approach. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pr- feeling pretty happy. I got him, as you said, with Yahoo. I didn't have to do any fab money because I don't have any fab money. I spent it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Martavis Bryant's the guy to watch. Then again, I'm also a guy who believed in Sneed last week. I apologize for any of you who listened to me. Uh, I'm going to get – I have your back. Uh, just trust me on this one, please. <laughs> Steve, who do you have? Um, so, like, I, I kind of talked about it. Uh, 
I, I keep repeating myself here, but Geronimo Allison, uh, he's just in that offense. He is the number two. I think that you're going to see him. He's, he's going to command some targets. And I think that it's going to be a high scoring game. You're going to want to get him this week. His floor, his floor has actually been pretty ridiculous. If you look at it, uh, he has in his games this year, 17, 12, 15, and 14. That is not slouch at all. He has scored a touchdown in two of those games, and he has had targets of 8, 6, 4, and 11. Uh, that That's a guy that I want. That's the usage I want. If you can get him out there for free right now, I'm going after him hard. Uh, the other one I know I had said earlier I would drop because he's a boomer bust, but is a wide receiver four filling in for bye weeks right now. I think Tyrell Williams is a guy that I want to have if you have room on your bench for him. Nice. I Yeah, I completely agree with those. I think they're good picks. Um, mm-hmm. I think I'm more in favor of Geronimo Allison. I never dropped mm-hmm. him. I kept him on my team the whole time in my other league, so I'm with you on that one. Mm-hmm. That's going to – any last-second notes or news or anything before we get off? Any trades that you're hoping to go through, looking to see in the next week in the NFL, the real-life NFL? Uh, I definitely think the Bills need to ship Shady to somewhere that's going to use him. Mm-hmm. Um, I also firmly – how many trades do you honestly foresee happening? Because six years ago, we never saw trades happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I could see up to five. I think there could be five. Uh, one that I'm hoping for and banking on just for fact of I want it to happen for fantasy purposes. Uh, I want to see Denver ship off one of their receivers to make way for Cortland Sutton. Um, I think they they could get a second for Emmanuel Sanders in a rebuilding year. I've heard they're going to basically try to gut their defense, so it might be a pair of Bradley Roby and... Uh, Emmanuel Sanders go off to um, Philadelphia. Philadelphia, that would fill needs for both of them. Um, I feel like the Redskins, the Redskins need to be buying a wide receiver here at some point if they think they're really going to contend. Um, I mean, it, it's there's a lot of places to go. Um, I, I think you're going to see a little bit more movement than usual because I think that I think teams are close. And I think that there are enough teams that are out of it that are really looking to go into rebuilding mode, looking at the Raiders, looking to ship. You're looking at the Giants, looking to ship. Um, I mean, I, I think I think there's more buyers and sellers that are going to find matches as the Cowboys did. So we'll count Cooper in that as the weekly, weekly countdown to the deadline. Thank you for listening to Week 8 of the Fantasy Football Roadmap. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, as always, follow us on Twitter. We're at Fantasy Roadmap, or just search Fantasy Football Roadmap. Got some spicy hot takes on there for you. Uh, We hope you have a great week eight. We'll see you next week for week nine.